You are listening to the Sunnybrook Unscripted Podcast, where we talk real life, answer hard questions, and take a deeper practical look at the topics we talk about on a Sunday morning. To learn more about Sunnybrook Church, including our Sunday gathering times and opportunities throughout the week, visit us online at sunnybrookchurch.org. Today, we are talking with Pastor Jeff Mose. Well, welcome or welcome back to the Sunnybrook Unscripted podcast. I'm Lydia Miller here with my dad, Pastor Jeff, and we are in a series where we are walking you through kind of the basis of theology and what we believe as a church. We've walked through a lot from salvation to God and Jesus and the Trinity and all of that. But I'm really excited for today because I feel like today's topic is kind of a hinge point for people. It seems to be that um, people that I talk to that are unbelievers who have walked away from faith, who are struggling to believe, a lot of times it comes down to the issue of good and evil and how there is hardship and evil in the world that God created. Yeah, Barna says this when they pull people is the biggest hurdle for people huh. to get over to receive Christ as their Savior is why does God allow suffering and evil hmm. in this world? And again, this has been debated for centuries. Hmm. So if you think we're going to solve this <laughs> right. in a 10-minute podcast, we're not. So yep. we just want to give you some yep. hooks to hang your mm-hmm. hat on, so to speak. And I get how, you know, if you're new to faith and you're new to um, trusting God, how this is a difficult thing to do. If you don't have faith at all, this would be Um, a hard thing to gain faith from. But I also get, even the more you learn about God and the more you learn that he's a God of love and he's a God of mercy and grace and how much he loves us, it can be hard to hold in the other hand the fact that a good and perfect God who created the world also has a world with evil in it. Exactly. And I I think this, I think God can in, in incredible ways use evil, difficulty, hurts, pain, struggles, suffering, probably more than anything else, to mm-hmm. get us to grow, mm-hmm. to, to get us to be more devoted to Him. In fact, I would say most people would say that at some point of suffering or difficulty or hurt mm-hmm. or pain or disappointment in their life mm-hmm. was sort of the catapult for them to really mm-hmm. grow. So from a Christian perspective, we look at it that way. I think from a non-Christian perspective, we're always saying in effect, hey, what's, what's the deal with God? What's His mm-hmm. issue, so to mm-hmm. speak? In fact, almost always, at least from a non-believer perspective, they say, well, if there's suffering in the world, then God must not exist. Mm -hmm. Or they might go a little bit farther and say, well, if he does exist, he's not all powerful. Because if he's all powerful, he could deal with it. Mm -hmm. In fact, Woody Allen was one time quoted as saying this, God must be horribly inept Hmm. when I look at all of the suffering and the difficulty of this world. Other times people would say, well, Maybe he's there, maybe he's real, maybe he's powerful, but he doesn't care. Because mm-hmm. obviously if he cared, he was this sympathetic God, he'd deal with some of the evil and the struggle of this world. And then the last one is just simply sometimes people go, well, then I'll just deny evil exists. This world's illusion and we don't mm-hmm. fully understand it. And mm-hmm. I think people throughout centuries have tried to grapple with this idea, if there is a good God, How can there be suffering, difficulty? How can children die? How can people go through pain? How can there be wars in Ukraine and Mm -hmm. things like that? I I, I think people have really struggled with this for a long time. Yep, because it is such a dichotomy. I mean, if you fully believe in the fact that God is all-powerful, all-knowing, and fully in control, and evil exists in the world, how do you combine the two? How do you rationalize both? Why 
does evil exist? Yeah, I, I do think there's a sense in which, much like we talked about this with Jesus with regards to grace and truth, I think there's a sense in which you've got to hold those two things hmm. in tension. That God is all powerful. In all honesty, he could deal with evil mm -hmm. in the snap of a finger should he ch choose to do mm -hmm. so. And at the same time, it still exists and he allows it to exist because it only happens because of his permissive will. I, I think if we got back to the origination of evil in this mm -hmm. world, it would be because of the fall of mankind. The moment Adam and Eve made a decision that they were going to disobey God, do their own thing, head in their own direction, that's when evil and difficulty and suffering and pain came into the world. Mm -hmm. The idea of the original creation is that Adam and Eve would simply live in paradise, walk and talk with God in the cool of the garden. Mm -hmm. There would be no sin, there'd be no difficulty, there'd be no evil. But the moment they decided mm -hmm. to disobey God, to eat of the fruit of the mm -hmm. tree, then evil comes in and everything that it brings along with us. So one of the reasons for the existence of evil in this world is because of the sin of mankind. Not only did Adam and Eve make a decision to sin, but you and I continue in sin as well. I would say the second thing we have to recognize too is the power and the presence of the evil one. Hmm. Um, he is, as scripture says, the prince of this world. So hmm. he's still involved in the things of this world. We'd like to think that he lives in hell. Mm -hmm. He will one day, because mm -hmm. he's been defeated through what Christ has done on the cross. But he's not there now. He, he is here in this world. He's wreaking havoc on people's lives. Mm -hmm. um, you remember the prophet Isaiah in chapter 14 talked about him, that he actually had a desire to be God. He was one of the angels, had a desire to be God. And, and because of that, eventually God kicked him out of heaven. Revelation 12 says, with a sweep of his tail, he takes a third of the angels with him. Mm -hmm. So now they become demons or messengers of Satan as well. I would just always remind people, though, that he is always bound by the authority of God. Mm -hmm. Do you remember in the book of Job, um, that always, whenever the evil one wanted to do something to Job, he had to get God's permission. So he came to God and says, well, how about your servant Job? And then God eventually gives him permission to allow, because he wanted to see where his heart was at. And uh, you recognize how devoted Job's heart was to God, but he had to get the permissive will of God for that to happen. Don't you think that's hard? I mean, when you go through something that rocks your world and you felt like you have been faithful to God, it's hard to recognize he still allowed it. I mean, we see yes. that in Job and we watch the pain of that, but there is a piece of that that is hard to swallow. I couldn't agree more. I think it's the most difficult thing. When I sit down with a family that lost a child, when I sit down with a wife that lost her husband, the most difficult thing to get them to work through, mm -hmm. and it is for me as well, mm -hmm. is that. Okay, I recognize God didn't create cancer. Mm -hmm. I recognize that God you know, didn't give my husband a heart attack. I recognize God is not the one who orchestrated a car accident where my mm -hmm. child would get killed. But he's all powerful. Mm -hmm. He could have stopped that car. Mm -hmm. He could have taken away that cancer. Mm -hmm. He could have you know, put an end to that heart attack. Mm -hmm. Why? didn't he? Mm -hmm. And I think that's the most difficult part. I do think though, that especially when we go through suffering, you have to look from an internal perspective. Mm -hmm. I think mm -hmm. if you look at all of life through an earthly perspective, all honesty, I think you're always going to be disappointed. We live in a sin-riddled world. It's, it's everywhere. Everything in this life is tainted mm -hmm. by sin. So, so there's never going to be complete joy, complete happiness, complete fulfillment. So 
I think we're always going to struggle. So I'm always trying to get people to look, especially in the midst of hurt and pain, from an eternal perspective. And again, I know we'd rather our loved ones were here with us, mm -hmm. but if they knew Christ as their Savior, then the presence of the Lord, that's the goal for every single believer. I know you feel as though that's been short-circuited, uh, but from God's perspective, from His vantage point, who sees the beginning and the end, mm -hmm. uh, nobody goes before their time. Mm -hmm. There is an appointed time for man to die, and nobody, mm -hmm. I think, ultimately in the plan of God goes too early. Too early, often for us. Yep. But I, I think from God's perspective, we've got to see it from eternity. Mm -hmm. So let's go into that. Why does he allow it then? You know, there, there's a bunch of ways that all of this could go down. Yeah. Why, why can't he just wipe out evil? Yeah, I always say this, he can. Mm -hmm. So if God chose to wipe out evil, he could do so. But I always say to people, if you want that, then you better write your will. <laughs> because he's going to wipe out you. Mm -hmm. um, scripture says this, the heart is deceitful above all else. So where does evil mm -hmm. primarily reside? It resides in the heart of people. So if God is going to wipe out evil in this world, he's going to have to wipe out you. He's going to have to wipe out me. Mm -hmm. But God is, scripture says, long suffering. In fact, second Peter talks about the fact that he has no desire that anyone mm -hmm. should perish, but all should come to the saving knowledge of Christ. So I think, in my perspective, God looks at the world, the evil and the suffering of this world, and he wants so badly mm -hmm. to eliminate it, to deal with it. Mm -hmm. But he's long-suffering. His patience is there because he didn't create us as robots. Mm -hmm. He created us with a free will. We chose evil. He sent his son to die for us. And now he's long-suffering toward people saying, please come to know me, come mm -hmm. to know me, come mm -hmm. to know me. And I think that's his desire. I think there were two times, I've shared this before, where the dam of God's patience broke. One was at the flood where he drowned mankind. He said, that's it, I've had it with the evil of this mm -hmm. world. The second time, and it didn't fall on us, but it fell on his son, that the dam mm -hmm. of God's patience broke, was when Jesus went to the cross of Calvary. All of the wrath of God was poured out on him towards sin and suffering and evil in this world. There is a third time that God's dam of patience will break, and that's when Christ comes again and he says, in effect, it's over mm -hmm. and, and I'm taking people home and I'm gonna deal with the evil in this world. Mm -hmm. I think the reason in his permissive will he allows it is because he, he's trusting that more and more people are gonna to come to know Christ as their savior. Mm -hmm. It's one of the reasons the apostle Paul would always say, listen, knowing it is to fear the judgment of God, we persuade men, we constantly wanna be sharing Christ mm -hmm. with others. Is there any encouragement you can give to someone who's maybe in a season of that, a season of trying to reconcile something that they've experienced in their life and the impact it's having on their trust in God and His character and who He is? Yeah, I, I would say two things, and, and, and maybe we could talk about more. But the first is this. I do think you've got to see it from an eternal perspective. Mm -hmm. I think if you're constantly looking at things from this life. I, I think that pain and that disappointment that things didn't turn out the way you hoped mm -hmm. are just going to grow and get more frustrating. Mm -hmm. um, I think the second thing is this though, I would not blame God. Mm -hmm. I would actually run to God. I mm -hmm. think there's only one person that provides comfort in the midst of the difficulties of life. He's near to the brokenhearted. He comes close to those who are crushed in spirit. So Instead of running away from God, blaming God, angry at God, and I've seen it before and I get it, and maybe people start there, but eventually you've got to recognize God did not cause this. Mm -hmm. He's not the author of evil. His eyes are too pure to behold evil, so he can't be in the presence of evil. He didn't cause this. Mm -hmm. um, 
And I think he's the only one that you can turn to in the midst of that to somehow make sense. And again, mm -hmm. much like anything we've talked about, I think you come before God and say, God, can you help me make sense of this? Mm -hmm. I'm hurting, I'm angry, I'm frustrated. Life is disappointing to me now. I need your clarity, your comfort, your peace to be able to get through this. So I'd encourage people to see it from an eternal perspective and I'd encourage people to turn to God. I love that. And I would just want to be mindful, if you are someone who's going through a season like that, um, maybe it's a divorce or the loss of a loved one or something in your life doesn't feel like it worked out how it should have, um, we have tons of support groups here at the church that you can become involved with, um, be surrounded by people who are experiencing the same thing as you and who are maybe experiencing um, some provision and some hope from God that you maybe need to hear. Um, so you can find those on our website if you're interested. Thanks so much for tuning in. Be sure to join us next week. If you are encouraged by today's talk, be sure to rate us and hit subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you stream your podcast. To experience other talks, videos, and live gatherings, visit us online at sunnybrookchurch.org or download the Sunnybrook Church app. And again, thanks for listening to the Sunnybrook Community Church Podcast.